0: And welcome to Here Be Media. I have revolved around the sun, and I'm joined by Frank. Frank, how are you doing?
1: Hello, Leon. I am a new calendar that has been come off fresh of the shop, just like the old calendar, but slightly different, and hopefully with not many motivational phrases. How Catholic of you! Don't mention it.
0: Uh... Are you part of some pope's thesis as well, or you know? Some po- some pope's homily <laughs> and Gregory the VI or something. I believe that's the one. Yeah. The, the, I don't know which pope uh, did the Gregorian year. I believe it was Gregory VI. Yeah. I'm uh, quite sure.
1: Well, well, I know him as Gregory the Great. <laughs> of course, you do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway. Um, hello. It's good to be back. Uh, it's, it's the first recording we're doing for 2023. Fucking hell. <laughs>
0: Yep. Um, Time is sure but relentless.
1: Yeah, it uh, marches on. It, it, it keeps coming
0: and it won't stop coming. Um, I am very afraid of it and I don't know how to articulate it. But we can talk about it way. in the form of media. Huzzah! Uh, I'm just <laughs> and also also literature. I think. Oh yes. Um, well, right? briefly, a bit we, we
1: can mention a bit of literature, but we we have plenty of media set up A already. little bit of
0: literature as a treat.
1: Rough. Um. If we have time. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, I'll give a brief warning that I may be more deranged than usual. Because uh, I am... Well, I've been telling Leon about this for a while. I am finishing my the first chapter of my thesis. And the way we <gasps> do things in... <laughs> thank you. Sorry. Um, no, don't be. Very proud of me. <laughs> Thanks, Leon. Really. Um, and, and the way we oh, do it's... things in, in Brazil is that, like, you have... Before the proper defense... Um, in like in between around the halfway mark of the whole thesis program thing um, you do like a pre-defense where we call it like qualification where there is like a an actual stand you select the people who are on it and you know it's it's a way to evaluate what you've done so far is it working does it make sense with what you're planned you know that kind of thing it's actually quite interesting quite helpful Um, And usually what is done is that you present the first chapter And I'm almost done with my first chapter And I can finish it on time It's all going to go well But, you know, I still need to do it And I need to submit it by early February Which uh, is still tense Uh, So I've been kind of mad about the whole thing Well, not angry, but, you know, just losing my mind Um, Because, you know, tension It's it's a lot of work And uh, it's a nice first chapter of almost 70 pages uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it's it's going well. It's it's a lot of fun and a lot of work, but yeah.
0: No. Well, luckily, this is not going to be a uh, it's not going to be a very serious episode. But we got uh, a we got the idea to kind of just casually talk about what happened in past year and well, what you we're got looking the forward idea. with this year. Okay. Well, <laughs> we are a collective, Frank, and uh, there is no I in this glorious system. <laughs> only we. Fair enough. Um It's... <laughs> but besides that, it's 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 the uh, idea that we just want to, like, talk about stuff. And it can't be as deep or as shallow as you want. Yeah. But it's essentially a bonus episode. So the real episode for HBM... Once again, it's not necessarily an HBM episode, but just, I don't know, a thing that we both do. When I mentioned literature, I, it's more that I kind of want to talk about left page as well. Mm-hmm. So we want to start off with, like, just casually talking about uh, Hereby Media and Left Page. Yeah. Or Left Page and Hereby Media. Whichever you think comes first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> More about that later, but it's um, it's just an idea to just quickly talk about the podcast itself, some things that we have planned, maybe, maybe not, we'll see, and then just casually talk about uh, some of the media things that we didn't have time to do an episode on, or that we might do an episode on later this year, we don't know yet, but it's just uh, a loose, fun, casual inventorization of time that has passed <laughs> and time that is yet to come, as time always does, I am so afraid, help me. Um, other than that, <laughs> quite. Other than that, uh, it's 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 relentless. I hate it. I hate it so much. I'm growing so old. Um, I don't know what to do. But other than that, it's yeah. No, it's just it's a just casual episode. And we're gonna do an episode on something substantial. That's uh, whew, yeah. Uh, based on my notes alone, it's gonna be quite the episode. Uh, has the potential to become my favorite episode so far. Hey, more about that later good. as well. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't pick favorites. It's not like that. But um, of course you do. It has, the, based on my notes alone. I don't know what Frank has prepared, but based on my notes alone, uh, 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 I have stuff to say about the thing that we are going to talk about this month as well. We, oui. um, but we thought we do we would do this one first.
1: Yeah, no, it's like you know, it, it's time wise. It's like okay, we start looking back and looking forward, and you know seeing where we're at right now so it's very much this
0: in-between point yeah so it's, it's a bonus episode if you want to think of it as, as such something i kind of wanted to make a semi-ish tradition like once again i might have prepared something for like how to half year mark of this year we're going to do like a year half a year review or something like this essentially <laughs> going to be a year review and like what are we want, what we're looking forward to or that we find remarkable not necessarily we're looking <laughs> forward to uh somewhere between looking forward to and dreading <laughs> of this upcoming year this very current Gregorian New year if you will <laughs> more about that later uh, but yeah I would like to start off it's okay with you Frank always just casually talking about this podcast journey so far because well last year if the, the biggest thing that in everybody's lives, Obviously, it's the fact that I started a podcast with you. Yes, Frank. Uh, <laughs> you did, and I joined you on your pre-existing podcast. And I don't know. I just kind of wanted to uh, casually walk through like how the journey has been for you and me both.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you, so go ahead. I, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know if you want me to start. <laughs> <laughs> I um, always want you to start. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like I. It's interesting because you know, after I'm going to go slightly back uh, to go forward. Two steps back, uh, three steps forward. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, the regardless, <laughs> um, you know, when when I started doing the left page alone, like, it was fun. It was good, uh, but you know, it gets <laughs> lonely, literally. Um, and it's really cool to chat with someone else and to, to bounce with someone else. And, and of course, if I was going to do things with someone else again, have a co-host would have to be you know a great friend someone i trusted and someone who you know i had fun with and knew i could have more fun with podcasting I- yes it's it's a lot of work uh leon should know uh, um <laughs> he, he took up uh the editing to hbm and it's it's a lot of work uh i i don't i i gotten better at it uh but i, I editing is a chore uh, definitely you know when when leon and i started chatting it was uh, you know, it's, it's kind of those things. You look back; it was fucking inevitable. <laughs> we do this stuff together. Um, and it, it, <laughs> I think it got more and more obvious as time went on, and it was like, okay, so we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. And it's like, why don't we start a new show? We we talk a lot about video games and media, so let's do this officially, um, officially via podcast. And uh, and you know, having you on in, in terms of the live pitch as well, that felt only natural and a lot of fun too. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 good. Like I, I really enjoy doing stuff together again. Um, it's uh, you know it's it's a, it's more responsibility. It's a lot more work for, for myself as well uh, in that regard. And you know I just I just hope I can be a good co-host to you as well um, as you've been so far, and I'm sure you'll continue to be for this next year.
0: No, oh, you're you're amazing. Okay, obviously, <laughs> um, it, no, truly, and it's it's really rare. <laughs> really rare that I um, geez how do I say this uh, <laughs> politely Um it's just once again I don't think I'm necessarily very incoherent but in order to engage with me in conversation and that process being remaining coherent especially in a way that it makes sense on an audio format in case of a podcast mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do and I am for lack of a better word I just utterly blessed to have Frank in my life. In that regard, it is just—it's not easy. Because once again, uh, I talk with a lot of people about a lot of stuff. But um, you know, I talk with a decent amount of people about a <laughs> b- f- broad variety of stuff, and you know, talking is fine. But especially because, but I rely a lot about uh, on my vis- uh, visual language. Or how do you say it? Is my body language mm-hmm. to get like a lot of things across, and like I'm always very paranoid when that element of physical reinsurance is missing in contact Dang. and by no right I should have expected to uh, to have this relationship with Frank flourish as much as it is and once again I it's, it's been truly one of the uh, biggest light points in 2022 for me this entire thing uh-huh. and uh, not really and well let's, let's start there then I guess but because it's uh, I started we started podcasting together in a relatively odd time in my life and looking back on my life there haven't been uh, there haven't been a lot of moments where it hasn't been odd so I don't know if it's that's saying anything really <laughs> when you think about it but other than that it's just um, it's a lot of things were in flux for me and I don't really want to get into that mm-hmm. because I've worked on things on projects and on like a broad variety of uh, university and not university stuff on work and not work stuff right. and artistical and not artistic. stuff and I've always been very much behind the scenes, part of collective, part of, like, you know, um, from anywhere, from, like, writing stuff or, like, uh, researching stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's all, I, I always, like, I always found the activity itself a lot more rewarding than applying myself as an individual. Mm-hmm. And I, I, might, I might talk about this another time, like, a bit more detail. But I'm still not quite sure what I want to talk about and how relevant it is. I'm not hiding anything from anyone, don't worry. <laughs> it's not anything weird or whatever, but it's just... Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's it's um it's just some stuff that I like now because I've played so much things behind uh, not really behind the scenes as if that's the wrong word, but not being on the forefront of things, it is difficult for me to reference it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like talk about it and use it and leverage that into because I I don't really want to put it on my resume so to speak and like or at least not have that uh, focus or that uh, that element on the forefront of my mind mm-hmm. because I. In order for me to find delight light in it and have it be something that works towards this idea of self-actualization, I need it to be able to have value outside of the capitalist mode that we all live in. Of course. And uh, that's difficult. That's not how the world works. <laughs> I knew that. And somehow I'm still surprised by that. So <laughs> egg on my face. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> other- <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, this year has definitely been a year for me discovering things that I should have already known, uh, but somehow I still well, have to do, discover anyway. I
1: feel like that's always us being hard on ourselves. It's like, oh, I should have known this. Eh, maybe you, you didn't, and it's like, eh,
0: yeah, it's- could have, would have, should have. Yeah. So um, this this little I don't know if we should call it adventure. That's, <laughs> too, that's too dramatic, even for me. But this embarking on this project, so to speak, has been a great way for me to view apply myself in any way short of, in any way shape or form mm-hmm. so i'm happy about that endlessly like i said on the very first episode i believe like i love talking to frank so this was going to be <laughs> an idea it's going to be a thing anyway like the discussions oh, yeah. that we have on the podcast aren't just not that different from the discussions that we have in person um it's a bit more structured i think we, like the thing we'd the hope podcast. so
1: we'd we'd hope they they make some more general sense and you know don't go off uh, in that tangent chain that never returns. Um, yeah, yeah. Ideally, we'd like to return. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, but yeah, it's um, hopefully that uh, that has been working out as well. I, I mean, I, I definitely think so. And you've <laughs> not not to become the the, the, the praising psycho joke thing, uh, but you know, uh, not not the best expression. But I c- can't find any equivalence in short notice, but. You know, you've been you've been very professional. You've been very dedicated, and hopefully that uh, is noticeable as well by by our
0: listeners. Yeah, no, I I hope so. Um, I'm just happy as long as you're happy. I'm already happy, so <laughs> it's like it's fine. Of course, uh, but yeah. So long, long story short, I'm I'm really happy to have been doing this. Um, I finally, <laughs> I'm finally also happy with my setup <laughs> for recording yes. and stuff. I'm very happy how my voice sounds, and uh, oh, that was that was that was quite. Um, that was quite a thing. That was an adventure. I am happy with how my voice sounds in person. I it's not amazing or anything, huh. but it's 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 highly tolerable. <laughs> I like to think. But on on recording, it it sounded a bit off. It sounded too mechanicaly, too robotic. It's like ah, oh, I wasn't I wasn't really happy. And we're still not entirely there yet. Mm. Um, but that is only uh, that's only like uh, The only remedy for that would be a way too expensive microphone. (laughs) So (laughs) maybe down the line, um, but the podcast becomes bigger or not, whatever. We'll see. But uh, then I can uh, invest in like a proper setup or whatever. But for the uh, small room that I'm recording in now, this is is ideal. This is fine. I I think I sound well enough, especially now with this current setup. I added a little mixing panel and stuff, and I'm really happy about that. (laughs) We're using XRL cable as well. uh, The previous two episodes... We're recorded with a PC's three, three, yeah, one left page two HBM. Yes, um, we're recorded with the USB C cable, which already sounded a lot, lot better. But um, <laughs> yeah, I anyway, know, doesn't matter, won't bore anyone with the technicalities. <laughs> but uh, that's no It's been a big thing for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a big thing for me to finally get to a place that I'm really happy with, quality wise. Uh, fun fact, it's the exact same mic that Frank has. Uh, the yeah. exact same uh, setup as well. So uh, yeah, I, <laughs> at least the quality makes sense. I I don't like it when I listen to... But this is a very bad beef. And <laughs> full disclosure, this is coming from someone that is neurodivergent and has uh, sensory issues sometimes. Not not um, deep or like, how do you say this? Very intense ones, just slight ones. But it's just because of that. I sometimes get a little bit thrown off by podcasts that have wildly differing audio quality mics it's fine i totally understand we have been a podcast with different audio quality mics um different quality of the audio mic. but it's yeah it's uh that sometimes throws me off and i'm really happy that uh we are now on the same level sort of ish uh with quality so that's that's been a, that's a huge relief for me personally <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I I remember I remember the dark
1: days, but I didn't have a good mic. Oh God, <laughs> the because I think like that's you know all the other stuff like the editing. Sure, I've been learning, I've been getting better, but the mic you, you need a reasonably decent decent mic, and I didn't have one. So for a while, the sound wasn't great. Uh, I managed, and I think the sounds good, uh, but it and it 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 uh, it could have been worse, uh, but uh, it's definitely gotten better. And that makes me so happy, too. So I'm happy about that. Uh, You want to hear a very dark fun fact, um, or or should I say obscure fun fact, about the early days of the pod? Always. You want to know what the the first (laughs) left-page mic was? Which, again, uh, this is to be noted, we used one mic to record two people because we recorded in one place. Uh, Again, not very sensible. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything but I was thinking it <laughs>
1: yeah but that's not the worst uh, the worst is because we it was the only mic we had available <laughs> uh, which was a um, a USB logitech mic uh, which I oh. originally had gotten to play uh Beatles rock band for the ps3 <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> okay only um, only the most
0: obscure fact here oh that's um ah.
1: That's a deep cut.
0: Uh, hmm, interesting. So um, well, I'm like let me just say re- let me just re-emphasize that I'm really happy that we're at, where we're at right now. Exactly. Um, I guess <laughs> we've we've grown. God. It's weird. I'm not gonna talk about it. I have a weird relationship with Logitech. But it's not a hero there. Okay. Um, well, for next time. It's, it's yeah, well, we'll see. It's um never mind, I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> it. nobody wants to hear about <laughs> my tech world experience. Nobody cares about it. <laughs> oh that. god. Um, right. It's just okay. anyway. So yeah, I would love to like talk talk about the year and review. Mm-hmm. So not just media and stuff, but also like how this podcast has been going for the last year, the year twenty twenty two. About like what are some high, uh, highs? You can talk about lows if you think there were lows, <laughs> but just you know, just reminisce a little bit about uh, the the comings and goings of the left page and here be media podcast.
1: Well, I, I think my lows are only my own personal madness or, oh, uh, or insecurity doing so, certain things sometimes. But generally speaking, I think like 2022 was a really good year for, for the left page. Even when I was doing things myself, like I, I think I did exactly what I wanted to do. And that's really good. <laughs> and that makes me really happy. Um, yeah, I, 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 took, I took things in, in some good directions that I've been meaning to. I, t- I talk about things that I've been wanting to for a while. Uh, the Thing about Ethics and Death of the Author was one, uh, a particularly special one. Both pieces were originally for Patreon, but they're both open. There's a written one and there's a listenable one uh, on the feed, which is Writer's Desk 12. I'm really happy about that and that I managed to do that. Uh, completed three years of doing this thing, which is uh, the fourth, uh, the completion of the fourth year is
0: approaching rapidly,
1: which is again really surprising,
0: but it's still pretty cool. It does feel a bit uh, odd to, like, join in on a podcast that had over 50 episodes before I joined. So it's like, you know, uh, it's fine, by the way. It's just, I feel, I felt at first I felt really guilty for not having listened to every single episode. Because once again, when I take part of the thing, I'm taking, it doesn't matter what it is. I take it, like, very seriously. Because I could tell it meant a lot to Frank, and therefore it also meant a lot to me. And I did want to show Frank the respect and seriousness of, like, you know, like the fact that, that they offered to like have me on in general was already like it's already enough for me to <laughs> like take it very seriously no matter what it is and so it, I felt really bad like not having this to every single no, episode. No, I even suggested like, hey, we should talk about this book and and Frank already talked about it on another episode. Yeah, that, that, that happens sometimes.
1: Yes. I find that quite funny. Uh. Uh,
0: well, it, it's that and it's like I mainly listen to on uh, I mainly listen to his podcast on. Part being Spotify, SoundCloud, and uh, the other one, uh, 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 Patreon, if I, li- if I am <sighs> right. subscribed to Patreon. And they don't have a search function. So it's, <laughs> and I'm dyslexic. So I'm not going to scroll down <laughs> to multiple <laughs> lists because I'm gonna, gonna, not going to read it. Um, It's, it's going to be, it's, it's such t- such a tasking thing for me to do. I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, especially because I can't uh, adjust the font size. So it's like, oh. I don't know. It's fine, but yeah, it does demotivate me quite a bit. So, uh, (laughs) those were always fun moments. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, for me, I was also really, uh, like, I don't know, because I was, like, joining in on somebody else's thing. It's really funny because, like I said, in the Witcher episode, we have been, or did I say it on the Hades episode? I think I talked a bit about both. Possibly. The Witcher left-page episode and the Hades HBM episode, we both talked a little bit about... (laughs) how um we started off like coming on the left page and stuff and to to talk about a a thing and then the first thing we did together is start a whole podcast which is just like yeah i guess why not right but it made sense because once again i I don't want to fall in repetition here but once again frank has been another blessing to my life and like having talking about to them about stuff is just the best thing and uh, yeah so it made sense I had, I never had any doubts that it wouldn't be good. It's just, I don't know if I would have been great or good in it or whatever. And like, I I suppose I don't want to sound, and I I hope nobody's going to take this the wrong way, but that's the benefit of having like a smaller scale uh, podcast. Because it's like, even if the reception was negative, there would have been a lot of negativity because it's a small scale (laughs) podcast. So actually this has been ideal for me to like, you know, develop a sense of self-worth, or at least a better indication of self regarding this whole thing. Because once again, I've done public speaking quite a bit. I, for some reason, uh, like I said, I don't I rely a lot about on uh, physical language, like my physical physical disposition. Mm-hmm. And to just eat my voice into oblivion—that is, 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 was something that I. Yeah, that is just a weird sensation because I can't see the reaction and, and the. Good things or the bad things it ma- it might or might not manifest and yeah that was that was weird for me to get used to <laughs> even though i totally understood it and knew that was that's a thing and i've thought about that and i've conceptualized that quite a bit already throughout my life it was still remarkable to actually partake in it the actual experience obviously is always something different <laughs> everybody knows that but yeah this whole uh yeah it, it went better than i had any right to expect. I'm a lot more comfortable talking and recording now as well. <laughs> I will never listen to the Hades episode ever again. <laughs> I all, oh, oh Christ. I was very nervous. Uh, I was like talking, like talking really rapidly as well. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. And th- this is still a thing that I need to master. I think like growing a little bit more comfortable with what I want to insert and not insert into the episode. And as a wish list for 2023 that is Uh, or a project or to-do list or whatever you want to call it it's like because once again there's a bunch of things that i want to talk about and i don't know where i would i don't know how to balance the mixture of what i want to talk about and i also want to i also want the luxury of kind of leaving it up for grabs so to speak like just see where the episode goes especially if we have a guest on yeah because i want (laughs) to I, I joked about this when we had uh, Jay on for the Velvet Goldmine episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I, I joked, and luckily, uh, Jay, fantastic person, by the way. Uh, you're definitely going to see more of him. Oh, yeah. um, it's, it's I joked a little bit about, like, yeah, I'm going to invite you on to my podcast and then sit you in the corner you're going to listen to me talk about stuff. <laughs> it's just like, you know, and luckily, uh, the gracious person that he is, uh, he, he, he could laugh about it. But at the time, I was quite insecure about... Uh, and that's, like, one of the most recent episodes, but I was quite insecure about it. And uh, based on the reaction and everybody, like... Everyone that I asked, <laughs> uh, liking it, um, which, you know, is it's is a decent enough sample group, but not too big. Um, other than that, they they were fine with it. But, yeah, no. Uh, I want to have, like, this luxury of, like, going with the flow, so to speak, but also injecting all the stuff that I think is relevant, which is... Uh, which might be a bit too fanciful. I don't know. But this is something I want to work on throughout the year and like growing more secure in that. Because once again, I want to lo- wanna love, I-, I do love hearing other people talk that I invite on or <laughs> listening to Frank. And at the same time, I do then halfway through the episode get paranoid like, ah shit, I have all this shit prepared. <laughs> like I have a lot more prepared for uh, Velvet Goldmine even though I'm very happy with that episode. <laughs> but I love a lot more f- philosophical stuff and psychoanalytical stuff prepared for that. Even though I think we got the outlining of everything in there, I do feel that I brushed over it too much then, and like not really like well uh, digested those issues quite well in the in the in the span of the episode. Nobody is complaining about this, <laughs> but for me, let me be very clear about this. <laughs> but I am always so caught up in the what if, what if could been, what if this, what if that. That is a theme throughout my life, and that's just who I am. <laughs> I'm always going to be. I'm always going to ponder the infinite, so to speak. Anyway, it's other than that. Uh, anything you uh, want to add on the podcast journey so far? Is that uh... mm,
1: I, I guess I'll just say that like a lot of the this comes with time. Like just being yeah. a host, being a co-host, being a solo host is an entirely different experience from being a co-host. And you know, I know other podcasting friends who prepare a lot more and, and they figure out exactly what they're going to say and I could never do that. So, you know, it's uh it's a it's been an experience of learning again how to do an episode with someone else or to do a show with someone else because <laughs> it's different when you have a guest and you you want them to talk a lot more and you know because you want to hear them and that kind of thing. So, uh the balancing becomes a lot different. But over the year, I think like 2022 was a great year. Um I did a lot of interesting stuff like it, it, it's so fun because, like, you do something, uh, two weeks past, wait, I've done that? Yeah, it's gone. It's just <laughs> gone. <laughs> it's gone. Um, so, like, I did the the episode with Kyle on on uh, Kim Stanley Robinson's 2312, which was amazing. That was, that was so much fun. And, you know, it truly <laughs> is. Sorry, go on. And there were a lot of other interesting things. Like, I did the episode on World for World is Forest. I did the episode on Criticism, which was I really wanted to chat. Um, I did the episode with um, Valeria um, Lindval on uh, Jenny Val's yeah. uh, "Fuck uh, Girls Against God." A really weird book. There's just I, I did a <laughs> lot of weird stuff. Love the awesome. title. It's a great title, and it is a great book. I still don't know how I feel about it, but it's interesting. And, and then you know <laughs> the. Then came HBM, and we, we did a lot of interesting episodes. And then, you know, Perdido Street Station, which was awesome to do. And, you know, now uh, Velvet Goldmine, which I think definitely a, an amazing episode that we did. And, and you know, uh, Jay's great. And I'm really yeah. looking forward to having him on more and chatting more with him. And, you know, it's, I, I think, in, in a very short span of time, you and I, uh, Leon, uh, <laughs> Yes. We, we've done great things, and I hope we can do more. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely definitely 2022 was a good year for Left Page and for HBM as well.
0: Yeah, it's the only year for HBM, so it's the worst and the <laughs> best one. Um, it's objectively, <laughs> if you want to be an asshole about it. <laughs> but um, it's yeah, no, I, t- I totally agree. Um, for me, I do think uh, Left Page wise. Uh, <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not quite sure about the exact sequence of events but I believe you offered me to co-host left page before we made an episode yes or did we right so just just to give this weird uh this weird sequence of events uh, even more make it even more weird so to speak <laughs> because once again eventually we just started because once again I took uh, the left page as a project of Frank so seriously that was like well it's it's better if I start my own podcast and you're the co-host. So I don't, if I don't like it or whatever, it would be weird if I was like, hey, I'm the co-host. And then like three episodes in, I was like, oh, Christ, this is just not for me. Oh, oh God. Oh, of, <laughs> and like, I don't know. I would be like panicking about that. And so that's why, since Frank and I love media as well so much, it's, uh, I thought it was a really good edition. And if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. And there would have been like, you know, a couple of fun little episodes or whatever. And uh, it didn't work out for me. And I knew it probably would, but I still took it so seriously that I didn't want to <laughs> besmirch uh, Frank's <laughs> ongoing project. Never. <laughs> and well, you know, it, it's it's not so much that I necessarily think that's what it is, but I do need to follow make certain steps or follow certain steps in which I am psychologically comfortable, and uh, having having a decent bit of anxiety and. Which is weird because I go from god complex to severe delusions of anxiety, oh, and huh. back and forth, and it's it's just I don't know. It's um, a lot of people like, oh well, you don't strike me as someone insecure. I was like, well, not all people with anxiety are insecure. That's a bit of stereotype. There's not here or there, but but I can be I can be uh, quite insecure about that. But a lot of people are like, oh well, you don't come across as that. You sound quite confident actually, and it's like, well, thank you. I guess shrug. Now it is a compliment, and I am thankful for it, but it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's a weird balance for me to strike, and mm-hmm. I can navigate it quite well. But it has to be, it has to be in steps that I that make sense to me, and just eliminate the most amount of risk. And that's why things went the way they went. And yeah, I don't know. I'm very happy with the weird way, <laughs> the weird way, but it works. So <laughs> who's to say? When I say weird, I never do it. Uh, it's problematic because well, it's not problematic, but a lot of people have a negative association with the words and I understand I totally understand why and it's just I never use it with that with any negative connotation whatsoever mm-hmm. so there's that uh, it's just re- remarkable when I say weird you should hear remarkable <laughs> weird or good I should just say remarkable yeah well yeah a uh, weird worth it maybe yeah I, I think know. that's generally it's, how I use it
1: too you're fine
0: yeah <laughs> it's the it's the psychoanalytical weird I anyway, know um, other than that not always but, um, yeah, anyway, long story short, I'm really happy with how things went. <laughs> Shall we? The, for the left page. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Real quick. Uh, don't worry. Uh, for the left page, I really loved the Petit station episode. <laughs> I love the death of the author. It was amazing. Spectacular. Oh, thank uh, you. But, but with the. So why I asked uh, why you offered me to come on the left page is because I was like, well, let's just do HBM first and I'll come on left page. when we did the Witcher and like, you know. Still a really fun episode, I think. Yeah, that that was very good. Yeah, I I agree. It's (laughs) even though I say so myself. (laughs) No, but it's it it was such a fun exploration of exploring fantasy with someone who knows a decent bit about it as well, and like you know, just like going back and forth on that. That's great. I thought I enjoyed it quite a bit, and um, (laughs) at the time I didn't accept the co-host position on Left Page, and then. the horror vanguard came on to talk about producer station and i was like ah oh, fuck i would have loved to be a part of that episode <laughs> well <laughs> i guess i'll be on the left page and i eventually did up a reading uh, uh produced quite quickly as great. well uh, uh, yeah i i oh, it's a big book yeah <laughs> i but i'm happy that i got to go through it on my own as an enjoyment not so much like oh shit, I need to finish this because a, a podcast episode is going to be done about it, and who <laughs> are Vanguard of all people are going to be on it, so I need to <laughs> need to be on my A.K. <laughs> but um, it's I don't necessarily see it that way, by the way. But it's you know still I do want to be prepared if we have someone else on, especially. Of course. Um, but yeah, anyway, long story short, not to show off or anything, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel just that's good manners. I don't know. <laughs> Other than that, uh, yeah, I I really love that episode. Of course, labor call. So it's great. We are we are blessed with not one, uh uh, uh but two uh, labor call experiences. Yeah, uh, appearances, not ex- well, experiences and appearances. True. Uh, on the on here BM one and uh, here BM here be media one and on uh, the left page one with the King Sunny Abasen the one that you just said.
1: Yeah, both quite uh, different and quite good.
0: <laughs> love that episode. Both, uh, uh yeah. So th- those three were definitely the best for left page, I think personally. Not one that I was on sadly, but <laughs> maybe, maybe this year. Who knows? Oh, definitely. Uh, we have something going. I think for this year. Um, a lot. We have a lot going on. We have, we have, we have a couple of things, but we can We're going to be an asshole and not talk about it. I think. Oh, of too course. Much. But yeah, we're going to have more guest appearances. I think in our average, Maybe we'll see. I mean, t- uh, we have a couple of scheduled ones. Technically, Let's just say, we speak- already scheduled a couple
1: ones. Technically speaking, of course. Uh, it, it's. I think that's what's cool about doing uh, HBM as well by myself i could only do one episode a month and sometimes that was a bit much with the bonus content and now i i feel like doing this isn't i don't know i guess i don't feel that on edge anymore yeah. Right. which is good <laughs> and yet offering a lot more content so thank you leon you you made this happen literally no, totally and you make
0: this happen. yeah <laughs> no but that's was one of the reasons why i it, it helps me wanting to do that with you because i was like well i can add on to what's already there and that's it's a very comfortable position for me to be in because it is, it is helpful enough pressure. It is just a nice addition to, so to speak. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. That really that, that is a lot of psychological or neurological uh, check marks for me, so to speak. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Fair. But yeah, that's that great. Yeah, no, I'm really excited for the things that Frank and I already kind of talked about and that we want to talk about. Uh, other than that... Yeah, besides Cherry Media, I only uploaded one, just one, uh, writing post. And I do want to continue that quite a bit more. I don't necessarily still know. Uh, why it took so long is because I don't know what, what I wanted them to be exactly. Like, I got the idea, but how do I want to get there? It's not something I'm quite sure about. Because at first I was like, "Oh, well, I'm going to write an essay. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to write an essay. <laughs> I feel like maybe referencing and re- uh, referring to certain texts... Uh, academic or not, uh, are going to be, or articles maybe, is, is, uh, might be prudence, so to speak. But otherwise, I do feel that that might be a little bit too much, or maybe, once again, I want to figure it out, but I didn't know how to figure it out without doing the thing itself. So it's going to be a journey throughout this year to write a little bit more and just see how it takes shape. It's, I got positive reactions from it. I, I think it was a bit too bit too vague my 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 uh i wrote a little thing for those who haven't read it about like uh gta and rockstar as a studio yes it's great and how that's relates to cultural perceptions of countries and uh you know as someone who has studied uh, social sciences I, that's very interesting to me and i have not studied anthropo- uh, any uh, anthrop- anthropology stuff but uh, i have talked to a lot of people who have studied anthropology because you know we are all one big department um it's uh And I socialize, you know, with a lot of the other people uh, in that circuit on the social sciences faculty. And having done that quite a bit for the past X amount of years, let's not get into that one. Um, It's uh, uh, for quite some time now. And yeah, no, it's, uh, I like to think I have somewhat decent understanding of the broader social scientific disciplines. uh, Mainly because, once again, it's very accessible to me and I can check that and stuff quite Mm -hmm. easily because of the people that I know. And it might not be flawless still, but you know, it's <laughs> going, uh, going off on what we said in the very first episode of Here be Media. I think the amount of writing, uh, writing is a little bit better, but especially podcasts and YouTube videos and stuff about video games and media, oh, the bar is not particularly high. And I'm, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound like, you know, like I'm being mean spirited, but it, but it just isn't. And people are totally legitimate in just saying, "Well, I am reviewing this, and this happens, and I feel this, this, and this about it." And this is essentially what we also do. But I like to think we add a little bit more, we explore it a little bit more thoroughly. Yeah, I do. We try to pl- place things within context and so like have some analytical value. And once again, I don't think—not <laughs> saying that we are like the d- deepest thing out there or the most thought-provocative thing out there—but I like the thing that complexity-wise. We are above average mm-hmm. in that regard. It's not a competition or anything, but mm-hmm. I am... I am, a, hmm, Without sounding bitter, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, based on how many views and subscribers and whatnot I see certain people getting that are just regurgitating the stuff that you can already learn by watching the thing or consuming the thing, whatever you want to call it. And like, well, that's, that's a lot of viewership, huh? Well, good for them. I, it's not that I want them to be unsuccessful it's just ah hmm I, I guess if, if that's that's uh people like to hear other people agreeing with them I guess I guess that's a big market but no never mind I don't want to be really talk about that, but <laughs> that's, that's been a whole thing so and, eventually
1: uh, we, we might get on to it at some point uh not tonight or today
0: uh but no. yeah <laughs> uh but moving forward I we'll say for heavy media real quick I am happy that. Ha. Mm, okay, uh, I am happy that um, not so much that we got to talk about Star Wars, but I did like the Star Wars episodes a lot. I think the uh, Knights of the Old Republic episodes, plus the plus the Velvet Goldmine episode, yes, are my favorites from here. BM, once again, I don't have favorites; they're all amazing. Uh but oh, no, yeah, would... I did enjoy those. A lot. We
1: definitely have favorites. I, I can tell you that as a as a podcaster <laughs> for three, for almost four years, you definitely <laughs> all have favorites.
0: Um, they all have oh yeah it's it's not so much favorite as as in we don't like the other one but sometimes you're just a little bit more satisfied with how the recording of one episode goes over another precisely and I want to be very clear like if someone appeared on the other episode it's like we still value that episode just as much but it's a very personal thing but did I manage to uh, so if it's if, if an episode is not in the favorite category that's a personal experience about what I managed to get into that episode yes it's not a assessment of value of the contribution someone else has made that came on that episode. No, Let me no, be very not clear at clear About that. So <laughs> yeah, no, just just making sure that that's it's a very personal uh, feeling of satisfa- uh, satisfactory feeling. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, so that aside, uh, I think the uh, why I've re- referred to I've referred to the go episode, so to speak. As someone like, oh, where would I start? Is there, is there any episode you recommend? And I was like, well. <laughs> despite you not liking Star Wars, I do think the coder episodes are really good because in the coder episodes, I essentially managed to perform what I want the Harry Media episodes to be, mm-hmm. which is like we take a game and we uh, take some literature or text or perspective or what have you. Uh, philosophical theory, even if you will, if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, it can be a whole bunch of things. But something something a little bit more highbrow, I don't like that word, or don't like that conversation, but some other thing, and like filter it through that text, and uh, essentially do an analysis. Yeah. <laughs> long story short, and just contrast those those two works, both the text and the games or the media product or what have you. And I mean, it can also just be a broader discussion about genre and what have you. So it doesn't have to be necessarily some something prestigious or whatever. <laughs> That's not at all what we're going for. But uh, yeah, I did love like talking about a classical. Not classical, sorry. Uh, important text, a uh, that has been of quite some influence into the, into the uh, Western fiction canon, so to speak. there's no Western fiction canon, but for lack of a better word. Long story short, I, 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 in the culture episodes, we I managed to find my stride into what I want the HBM episodes to be. That doesn't mean that they always have to be such, but. Yeah, there was it. Was like, it was what I envisioned, what I wanted to put in an episode, and I managed to put it into the episode. It took two episodes, but still, I'm, <laughs> two games. It's fine. We can do two it's episodes valid. on it. <laughs> it's well, yeah, right. You've also no, given but... me an int-
1: an amazing idea of doing a, a something about like the idea of classical video games and what can they mean. Yeah, that's that's a good idea yeah. that we should talk about that at some point. Uh, but yeah, do, do you have anything else to say about like the podcast and stuff? Uh, sorry talk a bit about you know the media
0: and <laughs> uh, not, not nothing particularly other than i'm really happy about those two episodes for oh the media. yeah and i am uh we had did have one request <laughs> and then we do a plot form. and i don't know if we will this year i'm really <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry um the only person ever so polite in asking it um that's <laughs> I love input by the way so i love input like if if Anyone could on Patreon or whatever on Twitter. Oh, yeah, by all means, do tell us. We would love you.
1: Yeah. For Left Page and
0: HBM, please, please tell us. Yes. Yes, please do. It is You don't feel prompted because we have an extensive list of suggestions, uh, mainly by me. Um, I kind of went ham on, like, oh, this, this, and this, and this, and that. Which is good. And, um, yes, well, it it, it never hurts. Let's just say Mm -mm. that. And... We, we might not have Bloodborne anytime soon. I might
1: write about Bloodborne at the very least. I like it way
0: too much. Well, it's not that I don't want to do Bloodborne. Let me be very clear. I would love to do Bloodborne. Two things, Sony, if you're listening, and I know, you, and, and I know you're listening, please, 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 just, just at least Bloodborne on PC. Please, just, just at least, at least a 60 frames per second update in <laughs> on, on on PlayStation. I beg of you. I here I humbly plead. At the altar of Sony, it is, it I oh, fuck me, I don't know. I a lot of people are like, well, if you don't, if you can't tolerate f- uh, thirty frames per second, then you don't deserve the glory that is born. I'm like, well, I, shut up. Um, it's <laughs> just just. Of course. I I don't know. I, I I I need I need I need I need higher than thirty frames per second. I can't. Oh, it's it's rough, buddy. Especially with a game like a Souls like game. Yeah. It It needs to be. Oh, which is too bad because I want to talk about it so bad, but I, I can't just like wing it and not play it again. And I want to play it again, but every time I play it again, I am reminded in a state that it is in, and that's just for me. I don't know if it's like something related to my dyslexia or whatever, but it's, it's rough. Yeah, it also doesn't it doesn't help that the color palette of that game essentially contrasts out of four colors, yeah. and those four colors are quite similar. <laughs> so it's, ah. it's either combination or uh, very monotone monochromatic picture that they paint constantly it looks normally I'm not a fan of that but it looks gorgeous still don't get me wrong everything in that game looks like it's made out of wet clay (laughs) which is really weird but that's that's maybe just a playstation I don't know but other okay moving on so um, despite having getting a very polite and humble request for a plot which it might might not happen I don't know but uh, we have our side set first on another can uh, we say
1: more like obvious, game? juicier target? Might talk a little bit about it during this episode. I don't know,
0: but it's um, yeah, it's and one of them I'm really looking forward to because we got we got the uh, we got the secret weapon like the the secret uh, <laughs> secret <laughs> secret in-depth discussion weapons uh, too. We already used one with Cal, I think. Yeah, but um, the, the other two.
1: You know who they are. We'll, we'll, we'll I, see. I don't we, we'll shut, shut up, up about know. them, generally speaking. So.
0: <laughs> we, we don't shut up about it. and rightfully so. They're amazing. It's, uh, yeah, so we're very politely waiting for one of those two people to finish the game. Please don't feel accused uh, <laughs> if you're listening. He's playing you know it right now. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, uh, I'm really excited to talk about about that game, especially because the uh, sister podcast of Agap has already done an episode on it. So um, I guess if you can't get ACAP, you go to Heavy Media. That's that's just a rule now. Um, <laughs> so are we officially the sister podcast now? I mean, I love Carl. I I you know Carlsonian and Carl is amazing, and I love him. And uh, so I don't know if they want to, they can be just. It was more just a sign of respect and like uh, I don't know. I mean, of course, endearment and valuing ACAP as a as another podcast that talks about media. Yes. Talks about media, but mainly video the games. The only other podcast that talks about <laughs> so, yeah. video games and doesn't complain about women, of course. And it's, um, yeah, the, the important distinction we have already established this when Carl came, yeah. In. It's, um, yeah, no, okay, so that's something I'm really looking forward to. Other than that, for the left page, uh, we I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Frank will do me the courtesy of finishing the Witcher books, uh. We'll see. No there's no need to say anything, Frank. There's no need to say anything. It's fine. Okay. You you know who you are. <clears throat> um <that's, laughs> No, um, yeah, so that's something I'm looking forward to if we if Frank manages to fucking finish them. Other than that, yeah. I don't know necessarily if more plans for hippie media than left page at the moment. Might change, might not change. Yeah. But uh necessarily I do think we have some pretty good things lined up. One of my favorite works of all time might be discussed Ooh. with once again, uh <laughs> Maybe the same people, maybe not the same people. We'll see. We'll uh, see. But yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know if it's one of my favorite work, but it's it's such a. If we're talking like influential works or like notable works, it's it's one that's pretty high on my list. I would say. Oh yeah. I don't have an actual list, and I don't have I don't not really good at ranking things. That being said, talking about lists, let's just move on. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we'll be here for oh long. yeah. Well, we'll never um, leave. Talk about lists. Yeah, I'm so sorry, the listener. So we, I would like to start with uh, things that we have seen, played, watched, whatever, uh, maybe even read in 2022. Yeah, can I? Can I and then, I w- then we would like to move on to what we look forward to in 2023. Yeah, perfect. So can I?
1: Can I go uh, I, uh, on a very brief? Yes, because thing. I've talked first it first. No, not at all. I, I just uh, f- kind of had an idea of how to frame what most of what I want to talk about. Um, so this this was the year I got into BioWare, um, As per Leon's. Uh, Suggestions, um, <laughs> yeah, let's call them that. No, no, but, but but first they were. But we, you, we did not have right. the idea to do a podcast when I first started playing Knights of the Old Republic one. Um, yes. uh, th- then then uh, it became uh, more obvious, and then I needed to play them. Uh, <laughs> and now I have the the others to to, to play and look forward to. But it, it's interesting. It's an interesting series of games, uh, generally speaking, because I'm currently playing Mass Effect, and then I'm going to go through. Uh, the Dragon Ages, because of course I will, and uh, th- th- thank Leon for that, thank you Leon uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it, it's a very particular way of telling games and telling stories but I will say, to, to their credit and to their issues of, you know, doing the the monomyth and the, the hero's journey again and again in with slightly different environment and slightly different um, coat of paint uh, they're really good at companion systems. And I think that... Yeah, we got really... No, go ahead.
0: We were really smart with doing Coder 2 and, like, like, Coder 1 and Coder 2 and contrasting it to the hero with a thousand faces and the hero's journey. Yeah, I think, because it kind of inadvertently... I want to claim that we've thought about this, but... uh, uh, uh Okay, but... <laughs> But it inadvertently was a really smart choice or a smart accident, if you will, <laughs> somewhere in between. I don't know. Um, but to like lay the groundwork for that, because it it might be it's such a good reference point to then, uh, like a frame of operation to critique and analyze bi- not so much critique but analyze Bioware. Yes, through, I think and like anything, any other facet that might come along is uh more easily approachable. Like it doesn't need a whole framework to be established, I think. Yeah. And yeah, anyway. So yeah, I'm really happy that we did the coder two quarter one and two episodes. That's what that's what, that's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, no, that no, that's fine. Uh, and those are those are really, really good pushes in that direction. Um I it was also uh you know that there were the big ones, there was Elden Ring, there was God of War. Um I won't say much more about them because you know the obvious juicy targets for longer episodes on all on their own. Yeah, it's they're really good games, and you know, we'll get to them eventually. Be patient, please.
0: Uh, yeah, some sooner than you might. Oh think. yeah. Um, which reminds me that I've started writing. Oh yes, but, uh, that's not g- a g- good call. So yeah, we might have to because <laughs> uh, it didn't take a lot of notes while going through God of War. So
1: fair. So, um, it, it
0: took a couple. The second one, by the way, Ragnarok.
1: Oh yes, it's, of course. Um, the the other one, despite being great, I think we have more on our minds to chat about this more recent one. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it was also yeah. I oh, guess we no go on. Okay, go. sorry.
0: I guess we can just say like the uh God of War is going to be one of the upcoming episodes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that was obvious. <laughs> only for February, you New know, Media. We don't know mm-hmm. yet. Don't bind me down or anything. Uh, God of War, the new one, <laughs> starts with the new series. Yes. The Norse mythology one. It's going to be, yeah, we're going to probably talk about that. We, for the longest time, thought about doing one on God of War 2018. And eventually, (laughs) and now God of War Ragnarok has come out. So we're going to probably very unwisely try to smash them together, cram them into one. (laughs) Um, It's just with the whole Greek mythology and how mythology can interact with video games, especially Greek mythology for the matter. We already talked a little bit about that on Hades. And especially <laughs> problematic parents, parental relationships, oh. both and the Greek mythology, all wrapped into one. We already talked about that on Hades. So, um, to do to do God of War on top of that, would it be too much repetition? I feel. Yeah. So we're probably just going to talk a little bit more about God of War: Ragnarok than on God of War itself. But we've probably mentioned enough of
1: both games in it. Oh, definitely. And it- probably going to be a longer
0: one, but and, and you know, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I think one,
1: but it's it's fine. And you know, references to the older ones and stuff like that. Those are definitely going to come up a little bit, at least. So yeah, that that's that's yeah. going to happen. That's going to be fun.
0: I uh, gameplay wise, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Even though there, were, uh, Frank and I recently had a discussion about some of the things we didn't like about the game, gameplay wise. But that's not here or there. We will we will talk about <laughs> it soon enough. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let's just not get into it right now. But yeah, uh, Elden Ring, God of War, of course, Yeah. tight uh, literally Titanic uh, video games of the year. Yes, I am. Um, I don't really want to engage in discussion of which one I like more, because you can go ahead if you like. By the way, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to tell you what what to do and not to do, but. For me personally, they are such fundamentally different video oh, games yeah. that I... Once again, you can say, oh, I like this one more, I like that one more. That's totally fine. And you can even spend some time conceptualizing why, that this is a good thing. It is just to say this one is permanently better than the other is a bit silly, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Well, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me. Sorry, I didn't mean to make any judgment for anyone. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I do think the thing that is in Elden Ring's favor, I guess, if you want to be abstract about it, is that elder rings or like just you know souls like games yeah Their design philosophy is so much more cohesive and th- once again they had a lot of time to practice so to speak they have a lot more time to build up that, um, that process whereas with God of War 2018 a lot of things just came together quite well <laughs> because I watched a documentary on it on the process of making ah, it right. even though it's quite sanitized well, there was there, there was clearly a lot of stress going into the game, and it probably also is in the uh, Elder Ring game and whatnot. But I don't know. It's it seems like Elder Ring knew a little bit more what they wanted, and had the had the experience necessary of knowing what to do with what they want. Which sounds weird, but there's wanting the thing, and there's the road to realizing it. And those are two very different yeah. things. And yeah, I I think God of once again Ragnarok. Amazing game emotionally, and like you know, maybe harps a little bit too much in the things, even <laughs> once again. We will get into it, but in um, time, I do think, yeah, even though the uh, the release on the PC was a bit rough for Ellen Ring, mm. a- as uh, usual, that's that's yeah, I was about to say, like, that's just uh, god forbid you spend a lot of money on a gaming PC and then not having any good games to play on it that aren't properly optimized, <laughs> or just run at risk of getting a P- PlayStation port. And just bricking PCs like the, like the Final Fantasy one. Jesus Christ, that was a whole thing. Anyway, Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven remake for those wondering, but it's not right here or there. So that was very really interesting for me. Um, I liked. Well, uh, oh, where did it begin? I had to replay the uh, Rockstar games for the for writing the thing. And Then I realized I left out two very important games for the Rockstar franchise. Which is La Noire and Mad Max, uh, Mad Max, Uh Max Payne, <laughs> Max Payne Three, <laughs> and so I want to replay those as well to give a more broader perspective because <sighs> those are very distinct games. And I watched a playthrough of Bully. Oh right. Uh, to to drop on more older, I didn't enjoy that game. Watching it's that a game. Weird game, not a good game. It's I a think game. a lot of people loved it yeah. back in the day. T- back in the day, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, where's the follow up? Where's Bully 2? And I'm like that game is um, well go I, I can't advise people going to see it for themselves but at the same time I don't want to tell them what to think so uh, yikes but that game is not it's, not it's not it's not good it's 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 weird it's I. once again it is this weird thing about like such satur- satirization of of culture in such a. I. I once again I'm probably going to articulate this way better when I want to write it down but it's it's weird. <laughs> no, no, I am using the word "weird" in a bad, in a bad, uh, in a bad way, like in a negative oh, well. uh, connotation. Connecta- <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's so blatantly offensive. Uh, like, so is later Rockstar games, but earlier Rockstar games are even worse. I think. Yeah. I it's yeah, and uh, like that's the sign of the times. I admit, like, you just have such a disregard for everything. Because, once again, there, there was, like, a lot of permission and everything was allowed to, de- to be depicted and to be used and so forth, which was a new moment in media, I think. Like, you know, previously there was a lot of institution, a lot of regulation on what art and what art not supposed to be, or media is allowed to be and not to be, and what it is allowed to depict and so forth and so on, uh, which might be an interesting episode idea to Ooh, spend time cool. on, actually talking about, like, do some research and, like, see what the journey is of, like, at least within Western media, quote-unquote. Yeah how that might have affected certain landscapes and so forth because the uh, the uh, example that i always use in literature and literature is the journey of uh, uh, isomov's foundation series <laughs> where halfway through writing the foundation series uh you're allowed to write sex scenes in books <laughs> and <laughs> he immediately does it and it's just like the dryest sex scene you can imagine oh it's great um but other than that it, it's i don't i don't necessarily want to get talk in about what makes a good sex scene or whatever but uh, yeah. it's just it's just fun it's a fun little historical process thing <laughs> that is manifested in the actual story um, that's great but other than that uh, so yeah having to go through Rockstar and still having to go through Rockstar but I'm I replayed GTA 4 and GTA 5 that's gonna be it I'm not gonna play the older games I wanted to play the remastered games but those are shit apparently uh, they came out last year oh. uh, they are crime they are there are so many well there are, they don't look good they run poorly apparently yeah. And um, Rockstar has uh, sent cease and desist letters to HD mods of the original game and has removed the original games from its store. So, you can only buy the remastered now. And, or remade, or whatever the right term, the definitive edition. So many things, so many names for the same thing. I hate it here. Um, (laughs) Oh, Christ. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, that's been a whole thing. Um, And they are preemptively taking down GTA 4 uh, uh, mods that's boost the quality mm. uh, I have read somewhere. I don't know if they're still doing mm. that but um, that's insidious actually. Yeah. Um. How about we thank the people that have given longevity to a game without any profit incentive?
1: No. no. And by just not.
0: like sending them season to desist letters. <laughs> it is... Christ. Let's be evil. Once again I'm going to write about all this <laughs> <laughs> I hope one day. I hope a lot of things I really want to write on but that's... Um, yeah. We'll see about that. And... Yeah. I'm not quite sure what other game uh Sifu came out, I thought it was interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, I uh I bought Sifu uh, a couple of days ago. Uh it's really hard. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. it's really good. Uh it's really it's mechanically extremely well polished. Um yes. and that's great. Um the story is it's exactly what you'd expect, but then it's yeah. got a weird twist. Which eventually I'll solve Whenever I do finish the game, until then, uh, it's what you'd expect. But uh, but that's okay. It, it's like that. That's <laughs> that discussion to have. Um, that thing about games being able to be good mechanical pieces and not necessarily having the best story, and vice versa, and how those relationships it, happen. Something like that. That that award for that. But that's a that's an idea. Yeah. Because I I think. I think a part of the question about God of War, Ragnarok, and Elden Ring stammers on that particular point. Um, so, but well, let's not get into that. <laughs> um, I I uh, I got into the Yakuza series as well. I'm still playing the first one because then you know, then came God of War and other shit, and I need still need to finish a lot of other games. But uh, the Yakuza series is what wow, it's extremely strange. Um, but deeply entertaining and definitely you know like big 80s energy there is a christ i i don't know the exact word in english but there's like the, um it's like um you know the self-driving cars where you that very 80s story where you held the button down and basically accelerated the car a uh, slot cars slot car racing slot racing that kind of thing um where there was the track and you it basically held the button to accelerate the car and you had to slow it down on, on t- corners and stuff otherwise the car would flow off um that thing uh there's that that's that's a mini game that's, that's a weird mini game to have but that is one bumping cars no uh slot cars really uh which is like because uh-huh. you had the the track and you the, it, it's like cars on rails but you you basically had an accelerator and you would slow you would release it a bit on 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 the turns so the cars wouldn't fly off, and you know it was a racing thing. It was like a whole continuous. Oh, alright, yeah. yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> and Hot Wheels, yeah. So Big Eighty feels, and uh, that that's a mini game there. Uh, for some reason, it's it's entertaining. It's cool, um, and it's just really fun and really weird. Of like. They really go to extreme lengths and beat up thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people to not kill people. Never kill anyone. Yeah, Yeah, but they do beat up a lot of them. (laughs) Lots of broken bones. Just like the real Yakuza, right, Frank? um, I will say one thing, though. They're more convincing with beating people up and not killing them than Batman is in the Arkham games. Just saying, just saying. That's <laughs> that's not that does not convince me that he does not kill people. The, the, the strength he beats people up. The Spider-Man games convince no, me he
0: doesn't kill. <laughs> he doesn't kill people. The American healthcare system. A does. good it's call.
1: Uh, it's Spider-Man it's. convinces me that he doesn't kill people or beat them up to an inch of his life. And I mean, close enough. Okay, well, but you know, there's, it's more about finesse than raw strength. Which is Batman in the Arkham games, but we can have that discussion at the time. The, the, the non, the lethal non lethality in video games. <laughs> that's that's a yeah. title. That's definitely a bad title, but it's a title. Um, I uh, what else? I I also because uh, I want to play everything that ever was. Uh, I'm that obsessed, and I have. I mean, the range of games I play. Like, I, I played Metal Gear Rising, and I'm deeply in love with Stanley Powerball Ultra Deluxe. And I'm also a fan of, you know, cozy games like uh, Townscaper, where you, you build your little towns and they look neat, or Dorf Romantic, which is a weird, tile-based, cool, relaxing game. It's got very soft music. It's really nice. Um, and yet, I also de- am a big, big fan of Crusader Kings 3, Victoria 3. And, you know, that, uh, Stellaris. Well, a lot of them had DLC this year. <laughs> or all of them had DLC this year. Um, and yeah. City Skylines. I love City Skylines. I love building my little city. Although a lot more complicated and a lot more stressful. <laughs> um, but it's fine. I, I don't mind. Uh, but I have a, a range of games. So I got into Shenmue because uh, it was really cheap. Uh, <laughs> Shenmue or Shenmue? Shenmue? I don't know. I don't know. It's not <laughs> English. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I just like to make people insecure. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but it's it's an interesting because it's very much like, you know, a lot of games use this, like that slice of life kind of thing. And it's like, you can't get more slice of life than Shenmue. Um, that's why we're on the first of its kind and has a lot of, uh, well, kind of debuted in a omnipresent way, the <sighs> quick time event in a major way. And it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting, like, I think it's the kind of thing that's, like, similar to Death Stranding, another game I want to play, short game, of course, because that's why I want to play it. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, you need to accept what you're playing and, it's like, engage with that directly. Like, I think certain games can't really be forced into being what they're not. So Shenmue is, like, it's a slow-paced game about you being in this little town and doing day-to-day stuff and investigating a murder for revenge. Because um, revenge, revenge. Because um, that's why people do things in video games. They've all. That's the only reason. Um, that that reminds me of something funny. Uh, the 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 absolute bastardization of that is Watch Dogs one, where you're pursuing revenge for your niece, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Because that's, and cousin, <laughs> of course, right? maybe it's it's either niece or yeah. cousin. Um, which is like, really, that's, that's as close as you can get.
0: You couldn't, couldn't get not a... get I thought it was, sorry, I thought it was your sister and her two children. I don't know. Were... I played half of that game and it was just like, Christ, why am I still playing this game? It stopped. One of the funniest things. Then I bought. Sorry, go ahead. Go on. No, go ahead.
1: One of the funniest things about that game, and they're generally really good. Like, I think some of the side missions, like they're repetitive, like Ubisoft games, but they're entertaining because like, you get to plan how you do them, and that that's really cool. But it's like the, the convoy missions where you break down a convoy and assassinate someone. And at the end, the last mission is the CEO of Abstergo, uh, which would be Ubisoft in this case. So, you know, you, uh, you commit corporate revenge inside their game, which is really weird. Um, deeply entertaining, though. I, I, that was fun. <laughs> uh, it's so, so fucking weird. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, now that's an old fucking game. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, you want to say something? Uh, before I try to get back on track myself.
0: No. Uh, well, you mentioned uh, Victoria three and like the, those ten kind of games. Yeah, they came out. Like it's it's not we We're pretty. I'm not quite sure. Did we really talk about it? Pretty sure we did. But Frank and I are both. Um, actually, one of the first things Frank and I ever talked about. Yeah. <laughs> was a Vastolarpus oh, yeah. paradox interactive video game about essentially what it's called a grand strategy yeah. game and uh, it's set in space, space. and space. um you can create yeah you can create your own culture and like not not the own culture but your own quote-unquote civilization whatever that means and um whatever that means right <laughs> luckily we can all agree on what that means so thank god as someone who uh, has as, as two people who, who share quite amount of interests uh, that was, like, a game that we both kind to like, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, uh, those kind of games, uh, you might see more of those. Some episodes passing the um, review throughout the year. <laughs> um, I don't know how, how many people are waiting for those kind of games, because I don't... But I do think people need to... Ooh. Hmm. Well, I, I think want we'll gonna save that for when we talk about those games. But there are some interesting things to be said about those games, about how they approach culture, civilization, history, and a couple of other things as well. Yeah, and I don't see anybody else talking about them. And I think, except for the amazing, <laughs> the amazing podcast, uh, AKA they did an episode on them. And yeah, anyway, <laughs> that's uh, I. Uh, I find those games very interesting, and I find how do we conceptualize who any social process, that being history, that being community, that being culture, whatever. Um, and to translate that to a video game of all things, it's quite—it's quite. There's a lot to be said about that. Yeah, We've got to be careful not to repeat ourselves too many times <laughs> because once again, uh, we find a lot of things interesting, and there's so many th- different ways to approach yeah. it. but I also don't want to tire out the same <laughs> corner, so to speak, of analysis. So, yeah. Anyway, we will see. But that's definitely something that's uh, might. Uh, uh, I come mean, fourth into we could do a whole now. episode
1: on just like the idea of the tech tree. In, in a game like civilization and that kind of thing is like what does that mean mm-hmm. and you know that, that we could do a whole episode on that that's the level of uh, a, a subject that that allows yeah, I, us.
0: I can complain about the idiocy of technological determinism for Ooh, yeah way too long so we will uh, which is relevant because uh f- oh, because how tech plays a uh role in our current uh, society yeah. and in capitalism and so forth and so on <sighs> but um, to quickly touch upon what you said, the Yakuza hmm. games, uh, just for me, they're they're on Games Pass, I believe, and I I have Games Might Pass.
1: Be. The... They're all on the PlayStation Plus, big thing. I hate
0: Microsoft, but <laughs> oh yeah, that as well. I also have PlayStation Plus, cause the, the the decadent fuck that I am. <laughs> it's a uh, Games Pass. Once again, I hate Microsoft so much, but oh, that's ten euro per month. Is uh, that's oh, that's that's good value for the amount of, that it's on there. Yeah. Because I have been wanting to play a lot of games. Um, no, let, let's hold off on for that for two seconds. Um, it's, but there the are a lot of games that I want to play that are on there, period. And uh, for the Yakuza, they are all on there as well. And I, I, I've i always been... I was like, yeah, I'll try it one day. And I know myself, uh, one day can be tomorrow, can be five years. I don't know. Um, time has no meaning on me, and I'm very afraid. And it's... <laughs> it's um, yeah, I don't know. I really wanted to try Yakuza, but it's like, then I had to Google, like, okay, which where do I, I can, begin? I can, which one I, is I can help like, you with what? that. And our listener. And, and I, I appreciate that, but we don't have to. It. <laughs> and it's, it's just, and then it's like, oh, look at all the media games that you talked about. And it's like, okay, that's, it's cute. It's nice. And I can see the dedication and I can admire the game for having such a broad, uh, such a broad spectrum of points for, of engagement. I think the own game that uh, presents itself mm-hmm. as. but it. Uh, I, I never really care a lot about uh, mini games, except for. Gwent. Oh, uh, Gwent. Gwent is a card game. Quent's amazing. Gwent. Uh, Gwent in uh, which is relevant. In game, in game Witcher. Because in game Witcher three. In game, in stands. In game Witcher three Wild Hunt. Yes, the stand- standalone. I tried playing that, and it felt like a Hearthstone clone and I never played Hearthstone but I've seen people playing okay. it and I just I just bleh, bleh. um great great card art if you can call it that like the design of the cards mm-hmm. so to speak it, it look amazing um love it couldn't care less about the game itself sadly <laughs> um again I understand that you can't just release the although it would be a great mobile game to just play with each other like that, that would be a mobile game I want to play like I can just like play a uh, Gwent against uh you like on the go or All something. All cards oh, for right. everyone
1: and just play yeah, Gwent just, um, versus Yeah. Yeah that just somewhere. That would actually be a challenge because um, eventually in game you learn to read the AI so it's like okay it's doing this So just skip oh. and win this turn. Yeah
0: um what um what kind of kind of deck Gwent deck are you? what uh which one do you play as? You play with I, um,
1: I, uh, I think I played for the longest time uh, Northern Realms siege based.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> there is only one Northern Realms, and that's siege based. Come on. It's <laughs> obvious. Oh. But yeah, uh, so to get into that one, uh, the next gen upgrade, and this is what I've been playing since it came out. Um, so, sort of like, December 14th, 16th? 14th, I think. I don't know exactly when. Fourteenth, I think it's fourteenth as well. December fourteenth, the next gen update for The Witcher three came out. Uh, and to harp on poor optimization a little bit more, oh. um, I I have a not the highest ends of PC, but I is considerably above average PC. I don't want to even really talk about specs because uh, I don't like that kind of culture, but um, they are substantial. Let's just <laughs> say that much. Um, I guess. I don't know. Guess the Never mind. Let's not get into that one. It it didn't run amazingly on my PC. Apparently, it runs great on PS Five. It does, and my PC <laughs> is considerably more potent than, in, than in a without PS5. a shadow of a doubt. So, for me, this is the second time CD Project uh, City Project had um, as uh, m- uh, missed the target, so to speak. Uh, first, of course, with Cyberpunk, which I was enthusiastic for, uh, cautiously optimistic. I didn't think it, I knew it was going to not going to be everything they promised, which is fine. But if there was enough there for me to be entertained, then I would have liked it a lot more. And there wasn't a lot there. And I played the best storyline version of that game, or the best version of the storylines that are presentable within that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked the right origin, so to speak. Mm. And I've looked at the other ones, and they are shit. And <laughs> um. And, and I picked the right romance option as well, so apparently I got the best experience, and I still wasn't really blown cool. away. Also, don't like the aesthetic of that game necessarily. It's so, and I get it. Like they want to play with this neon hyper saturation because that's that's cyberpunk, right, guys? Mm. If someone should do an episode on uh, on that, like for the left page or something, and call it Beyond the Neon or something. I don't <laughs> know. Um, the, the joke is that it's already out there. Um, and I, I, that's the first thing I did for the left page. Actually, I thought of the title for that. You episode did. He did. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway. Fun little door aspect of, uh, of Left Page. But, uh, yeah. I'm not going to complain more about City Project uh, They recently, actually, uh, settled. Um, they had a lawsuit for lying. Yeah. Lying, not to the public, because nobody cares about people. Hmm. But they lied to investors as well, saying that, it reman- <laughs> remember, it runs remarkably well on PS4 or something it didn't. It, it didn't end up running really well on PS4, did it now? Oh. Oh. See the Sony
1: did what they never
0: do. <laughs> yes. Y- yes. They made history, just not very good history. Um it's oh Christ. Well, once again, uh we might talk about that up game when eventually or something, I don't know. Once again, I appreciate the effort of going back into a game. And it's a free update. So once again, I, I'm happy about mm-hmm. that. I think it should be free update. Yeah. and the one thing that CD Parts of Red has still is going for it is that it has a decent well <laughs> it's difficult with what i just said but overall like once again they also have their own um video game shop uh, gog galaxy and it has a great refund policy even a, a more generous refund policy than i am willing to <laughs> i would have put in place i think oh wow um or well i don't yeah, well yeah you can essentially complete a game and then still return oh. it and, I, I don't know, maybe they've, they've sharpened that policy a little bit, or I might have read it wrong. But you can, like, I don't know, there's like a 70-hour uh, policy or something, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, anyway, besides the point, it, they still have decent, uh, they had like a decent perspective on how to treat their consumers up till Cyberpunk. They were always were very anti box. They were very well not well in single player games. Loot boxes—they like you know—they wrote that popularity train a little bit, and of course it was a marketing ploy. I understood that. And mm-hmm. once again, I never liked any company ever, hey, so hey. you know it's not like that. I wasn't rooting for anyone, but I was like, well, it's nice that they're they're not all just the absolute worst, are they? And then uh, maybe they are. Maybe they, maybe they turned out to be the worst. I don't know. But getting back to the next gen update, which is free, it runs okay. It runs okay. I had to Google how to deal with the frame drop issues online, which is great. Totally amazing idea to just maybe do a lot of Googling work when you present your updates and immediately have to present two hotfixes as well after that. It gives me a lot of faith in your in your studio. Um other than that, I have you know, I have been enjoying going back to the Witcher 3, which is something I've said It's my was one one of my go to answers of saying, Oh, this is one of my favorite video games of all time. And I don't know if it is still. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if it's... It was interesting going back to the world, mm-hmm. and I still... Because, once again, it has the, it has the advantage of relying on actual prose. Mm-hmm. So, it, the, the connection that I feel towards the characters in that game is enhanced by um, other forms of media and literature that are outside... Exist, exist outside the realm of video games and i think that's a pretty interesting phenomenon that we've pop- that has popped up throughout this year um and yeah once again i we might do an episode on the witcher as well both books and game wise so i'm probably just going to stop talking about the witcher 3 there and move on to this idea of multi multimedia form franchises and i don't know if that's the way correct way to say it but since we are talking about CD Project Red, since I am talking about CD Project Red, sorry, Frank. <laughs> um, I want to talk a little bit about Cyberpunk, the anime that came out this yeah. year. It was really popular. I heard a lot of people talking about it. And I thought it was okay. <laughs> but I have really high standards. So let me just say that. I at least it was cyberpunk. <laughs> That's good. It 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 understood the tropes and, and poetics of cyberpunk. Better than the game itself. That's good. It had, you know, it has some anti-capitalist messaging. um, Could be a little bit more robust, but at least it showed it. It didn't show. uh, So the place that Cyberpunk 2027, the place that Cyberpunk 2077 takes place is uh, where it takes place is called Night City, and the anime does so as well. And it the anime depicts Night City as an actual horrid hellhole dystopia place mm-hmm. whereas the video game doesn't more like wow wouldn't it be cool if you could like have a robot arm or whatever i don't know mm. that's not what cyberpunk <laughs> is about or <laughs> i don't know or like any of the stuff that Sharma is linked to uh, it was interesting to see people like that world now because of they watch the anime and a lot of people went back to playing that game yeah so because uh, you know saw the, saw the tweets from the account like going up like oh so many people are playing uh, Cyberpunk again. Well, we are so thankful, blah, blah, And it has... I I don't know... I don't want to pin everything on the anime and say, like, oh, wow, they have redeemed themselves because there are updates coming, and there have been updates that made the game a lot more stable and so forth and so on, and had added a lot of basic functionality, apparently, that should have already been in there. I have no interest in going back uh, until 2.0 is released, which might be this year, uh, with the with the DLC that's coming. Yeah. They got a lot of big celebrity to play a role in there. <laughs> so I don't know. Because that's what makes a game good, right? Celebrity appearance. <laughs> of course. Anyway. <sighs> I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah, anyway. So that that game, huh? It's it's been um it's been interesting to see this this multimedia form franchises that take place. And I think that's gonna be a thing going forward, based on the fact that We might get a... uh, Well, we got gotten a... a, Since we talked about Bioware a little bit already. Yeah. uh, We got a animated Dragon Age series. We did. Which looks like all the other adult animated fantasy series. (laughs) Think of the uh, Fox Machina one. Think of Castlevania. Castlevania looks gorgeous, by the way. I shouldn't have compared them to the earlier two. Um, There's another one that I I can't think of right now. But never mind. A lot of adult fantasy looks uh, the same. It's very... Uh, animated adult fantasy Looks hmm. the same I, I don't know What kind of future That will be Talking about Video game and series There's one other thing That we should mention Obviously That's that The God of War Is going to get Its own series yeah, Which is uh, weird I think they're going to do... Yeah well Are they going to do The Greek storyline Or are they going to do The, the Norse storyline They story can't line?
1: do the Greek
0: I think the Norse They can't do the Greek Right writes... <laughs> Which ironically I think would only work In animated context Yeah I don't think that would work in live action No, in any way, shape, no, or form. No, no, um, no. It's too cartoonishly evil for that. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I don't know. It might work, might not work. I don't necessarily feel the need for that to exist. I'm, I'm not diametrically opposed to it. Um, but it's got an extremely terrible track record. <laughs> Well, yeah, but it's a series, not a, te- not a movie. Usually they've always been translated to movies. Mm. And that never, video game movies, which we should do in episode one, once upon a <sighs> time. But series can work, I think, because once again, build up a lot better in series, yeah, I
1: think. generally.
0: And you need that because the stories in video games are not necessarily great. <laughs> I do think God of War, the Norse uh, timeline, is a lot going for it. Yeah. Uh, I can see how that might translate. To because a lot of people have been saying oh Bioshock should be a movie I was like no no have you played the game <laughs> like, I'm so sorry to be an asshole about this but have you played the game like it, it, it can be a horror movie maybe sorry horror fan card if you disagree with that <laughs> it's just like once again you can make it scary you can make it like aesthetic or whatever it's, that might work a lot better but tell me anything about the main character <laughs> of Bioshock you can't because it isn't he's it's not a person um, it only works in the video game setting. Yes. And I don't know. Exactly. It's quite the experience to play, mm-hmm. but to watch, it will be atrocious, I think. It doesn't work. I don't know. The people that you encounter are very interesting from a gameplay I mean, perspective.
1: I mean, I'll say this. You could tell a story in Rapture. You couldn't tell the story of Bioshock as a series or yeah. movie. Fundamentally. No. Um, I think like... Uh, and you know we, we didn't mention we even forgot in our notes there's the Mario animated movie coming out
0: and we're going to keep forgetting. oh yes and For th- good um, <laughs> 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 moving on <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm sorry just to put that out, just to run it up a little bit I, I think this is something we're going to keep on seeing in the next coming years like this this multimedia purpose evolution of Baker franchises uh, because gaming is so much money Christ so yeah, to see that uh, multi-pronged approach to establishing your mark within this oversaturated landscape might be uh, might be an interesting to, an interesting thing to explore in the coming years. Let's just say that. Let me just let me not give any predictions. Or to be uh, wary uh, of. I'm, I, yeah, let's just. Uh, let's just. Uh, but I'd like to move on on like.
1: Um, well, can I? Uh, I just wanted to mention like the last thing of the my notes, which which aren't as many. Um, and like I think is the last one that I w- I think is worth mentioning. Uh, one of the best things I did I saw in twenty twenty two was uh, the entirety of uh, the animated show Bob's Burgers, which is uh, I think is just so much fun and so wild. It's um it's really bizarre, but it's really good. And like I think, uh, one of the things that really sells it is like it's deeply deeply earnest. That it's like. It, it also the settings the characters they, they, they all really help and, and come together really nicely even for 12 seasons and there's the feature length movie which i haven't seen yet it's it it just comes together really well in terms of like yeah this is so a working class family trying to make ends meet with their business and it doesn't always work and shit and their landlord's terrible and insane and um you know the the kids they have kids and there's a teenager and there is like, I, th- I also think it's one of the best representations I've seen lately of like uh, kids being weird, kids and teens being weird, but in ways that I find deeply. It's like, yeah, th- these the k- kids are fucking mad like this, and so are teenagers, and it's so silly and stupid sometimes. It's like the because uh, I think when when you're a teenager, there's a really big sense of like drama. It's like everything's so important and dramatic and when you look back it's like it's it's how how silly it is and like but to look at that without contempt but aware of how silly it is i think the show also pulls it off and because they apparently can do anything um they also get really into making their own songs so they get to a point where there's like sometimes the episode itself does not have a music um or a musical number whatever but at the end credits there's a song every episode at one point i think season nine or ten that starts to happen a lot because it's just like they get really into making songs um and you know props to them Uh, they're good at it and I, i think it's it's literally one of my favorite things i've seen and it's just it's fun it's earnest it's wild it's fucking bananas a lot of the time as well and yet it's there's something so grounded and so real about it that's like Yeah, they're they're trying to make ends meet, and and they're trying to be good people, and sometimes they're not, and sometimes they're awful, and they're not happy about it, and it's all still earnest. I I think that's that's the real thing. Like, yeah, earnestness is not like it's not truth, but like it's the it's an attempt closer to, and it's not reality, but it's an attempt closer to like yeah, I think it's a, a recognition of it being an attempt without that ironic disposition or that that cynicism which uh, plagues a lot of things and it's getting closer to a sincerity um, even when it fails. And uh, yeah, I think that's a uh, of course I did I, I read a lot of stuff I, but again so with the thesis thing it's it's taken a lot of space in my brain um, and I did some other stuff but like for now I think that's that's where I'll leave off with my year in review.
0: Uh yeah I want to say like one more thing um, by all means since we already talked since uh, for 2022 and it's just it has been also the year and probably I'm going to forget a couple of things and when I'm done recording I'm like oh, oh definitely but um, <laughs> it has been the year of uh, okay, oh yeah a Jurassic Park movie came out and I was like I forgot that it existed <laughs> and I'm going to continue doing that in the trend of Mario uh, there's, there's a connection between the two but mm. other than that um, uh, there is it has been the year of remarkable big budget fantasy tv shows as well um technically only one thing from the witcher came out which is not that high budget but it wasn't well received and i didn't watch it (laughs) Uh, i'm not going to continue watching it i have no interest in it um but it is a good starting point because what bothered me so much and here's the thing uh i think (laughs) when we talked about the witcher i said like hey this is clearly not for everybody, and at times I wonder if it is even for me. Oh. <laughs> However, um, I do think—well, not not in a not in a bad way—but it's just it's graphic and it's depressing at times. And I totally understand people not being interested in that at times, which
1: is helpful when you're reading or listening to it, because um, it's like yeah. you're hearing things and it's like, yeah, I, I don't get it, but like that's fine, I don't mind.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's yeah, it's interesting like that, and. So there was was a lot of news coming forward from the Witcher production and a lot of writers apparently not liking the source material, which I get you have your your job to do. But if that's your argument, then just stick with it. Then you don't have to like it. Like, it's... it's, uh, Why would you adapt it if you're not going to do it faithfully? And then you're going to make your own thing. And apparently your own thing is a thing that nobody likes. (laughs) Because, I don't know, a lot of people have not been positive about the... uh, this new thing that came out, Blood Origin, I believe it's called. Oh yeah, I, I, know, I think that's something. about it. Terrible name, but they like made up new lore, but lore that <laughs> makes up makes no sense because I don't, I don't want to get into this. But witches can't have children. That's a whole thing, and apparently in the in that show, people witches can have children. So <sighs> fuck. Once again, it sounds like a weird complaint to have, but it is actually plot fo- it is plot points in the books and so forth. And they are apparently adapting the books. And so I'm like, hmm, that's weird. But then based on season two, they're not really adapting the books. And then I uh, learned that they don't like the books. And they don't like the games. So I was like, ooh, that's a great way to piss off everybody. And it's just there's not, nothing tactical about that, I would think. But all yeah. let's, let's see what you have then. And then they they showed us what they have. And apparently a lot of people didn't like it. So I am just going to stop watching that. So sorry, probably no Netflix episode. Netflix Witcher series episode ever. Um, Sorry about that. So yeah, blame the showrunners. Uh, yeah, but we already have the books in the games, so that's more oh, than enough. Yeah. It's, it's already more than Witcher content. <laughs> and I. Yeah. Well, anyway, so once again, I'm not saying that the Witcher source material is amazing or spectacular, and you can't change anything about it. It's it's sacred. I'm not at all approaching no. it from that angle. But if you want to alter a thing, make sure it's better, or otherwise, just do the thing that's there. Just just make the source material work. And, of course, I understand that, especially from book and video game going to uh, a TV series with real-life action, um, that's that are severe budget constraints and time constraints, and there's a lot more resources at play in such a thing. And I understand that you can't, obviously, depict it one-on-one, not at all saying that. But the spirit can still be true. Like You can still adapt yeah. it in, in many ways. And I already thought that Season 1 was too... To deviating too much from the source material and once again what it was giving us was uh, weird. Remember the eels? Remember the eels, Frank? I don't remember the eels. Y- you are lucky. So the untalented girls get turned into eels.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. And
0: Jennifer has to sweep the that's not in the books. Okay. Why are they eels? Are, do they not have families? <laughs> okay, anyway. So. Yeah, it's, it's like it's and then Jennifer gets mad because talented women are rich girls are allowed to be in in the in the uh, in the wish school and they are not turned into eels. Like, whoa! How dare women not being turned into eels? And Jennifer, who is a feminist, is like totally fine with women turning other women into <laughs> eels and using them for magical energy? Question mark. What was? <laughs> we might have to do an episode. No, fuck. Never mind.
1: It's. Uh, I'll, it, I'll I'll make a brief parentheses about that. It's like once you start watching a lot of shit like leon definitely has and i certainly has have um you start to notice cheap ploys and cheap tricks yes especially those that for no reason deviate from original or source material in order to achieve petty objectives and uh they never pay off because it's usually not for a good reason it's usually a cheap ploy um I'm trying to come up with a quick example from something else. Um, God damn it.
0: Well, I have a good example for you. The next show that I want to talk about real <laughs> quick. The next two shows, the two the two big fantasy shows. Uh, House of the Dragon and Rings of Power. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, once again, probably not going to do an episode on either of those. Yeah. Um, because that's not, not, not good. Uh, they also they both deviate quite a bit from the source material. In a way, I think House of the Dragon stays much more true to its own oh, source wow. material, and uh, but it misses the spirit <laughs> of it. I think, and because once again, um, so the writer of uh, so House of the Dragon is the uh, is set in the Song of Ice and Fire book universe, and uh, <laughs> well, it, it's set in the Game of Thrones universe, so to speak, and that which is inspired by or based off. Or at least they're telling me uh, I couldn't recognize it after season five anymore. <laughs> but based off the Song of Ice and Fire book series written by George R. R. Martin, and George R. Martin is a okay with it because they give him wheelbarrows of money, yep. and <laughs> I would also be okay with it. Um, it's fine, but don't blame George, I guess. But it's it has some really weird scenes in it that that also just like I don't know. Ah, uh, I don't know how much I want to get into this, but. So my main problem with um, House of the Dragon, and once again I want to be careful with this because once again we're both... uh, Neither Frank or I are women. (laughs) So um, I'm really careful about saying this but I feel like it uses uh, women's suffering as this... as a plot point almost. And like, oh look, he's having a miscarriage again. Oh look, male cruelty. Oh look, a male dominated world. And sure, those... Those were things that are part uh, of medieval society, but guess what? So are other parts of history. There's nothing particularly medieval about it, if you ask me. But that's not here or there. Um, and I hate this conceptualization of uh, medieval Europe being this ugly, gray place of of eternal suffering. I it am so
1: excited it, n- for us to talk about pentiment. That's all I'm gonna say. Right? Okay. But I'm so excited for us to talk about it.
0: Yeah, that's a game that's on that I bought that I have. I haven't played. I am going to play about it, and that's definitely going to be an episode. Oh yeah, I'm I, I gonna can't say that. wait because. Uh... But Phantom is a good counterpoint yeah. to that. Like, it doesn't have to be. Even though it's set in late middle, late middle, evil, late medieval ages, and and uh, Song of us more high medieval. Yeah, uh, I think it's a bit weird. It's all over the place. Or is okay. it? But um, it might be sci-fi. Actually, who knows? <laughs> I oh, hmm, okay, anyway. So, other than that, the of Dragon was uh, it also uses a kind of sensationalism that Game of Thrones se- season on to four was very famous for for renouncing. And what I mean with that is that, like, in season one, spoiler alert, I guess, um, season one, the good guy dies, and that this shocked the world because oh my god, they killed off the good guy, and the good guy was supposed to win, right? And it, which shows how sad our perception of fantasy was back then. Yeah. And we, but sadly, we didn't learn the right lessons from it, I think, or, well, media landscape didn't learn the right lessons from it. And it, it this Game of Thrones then descended uh, not fast, but for four seasons, it managed to be a show of substance, I think. Then with season five, it, the rapid decline began because they were running oh, out of source yeah. material, sort of, kind of, but also they weren't. But I just didn't want to adapt to the source material that wasn't there. I don't know why, but I have my theories, but that's not like, we're not going to get into that. It's, uh, well, it's, anyway. So, and it, it descended into sensationalism and team sports. And what I mean with team sports is that they kind of made people root for certain families, which... So here's the thing about George R. R. Martin. The guy is, an, is a tremendous hippie. He hates war. He doesn't like war. In all his literature works, people who wage war are punished. So it's an anti-war story, yeah. I think. More about that in maybe another episode yes. this year. We will see. But um, this this idea that like the, there's no righteous war to be had. Once again, we can talk about this in a nuanced way. But th- this is uh, an idea that I think is prominently in the mind of George R. R. Martin. We're going to talk about Elden Ring this year as well. So it's <laughs> like... <laughs> it's also George R.R. Martin work, oh, technically. Yeah. So it's it's, it's very fun to talk a little bit about George R.R. Martin, That's all I'm saying. And... This this uh, Hearts of, uh, House of the Dragon just to move on, House of the Dragon didn't capture that as well, and it didn't it abandoned this sense of realism, not realistic, but realism realism ish uh, sense of that. Oh well, if a guy with a good heart walks into a viper's den, he's gonna get bitten, uh, figuratively or literally, yeah. in, <laughs> in any way. And does they they abandoned that because they abandoned that for sensationalism? I think. Both in the later seasons of Game of Thrones and it continued in House of the Dragon. With House of the Dragon, I mean that as in that there's this scene with a guy that just draws his sword and storms at like twelve other dudes and just kills them. And it's like, well that's not that's not what the show garnered its original uh fan base with. Like, why would you turn your back on, like, but it, it pays apparently because they won an Emmy what? and um yeah and yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm very afraid because I heard the showrunners talk, and they clearly don't mind depicting. They clearly don't mind using women suffering for sensationalism, and yeah, with the stage that with the state HBO is in in general, uh, I'm, oh, hmm. I'm I'm curious where this dumpster fire is going. <laughs> but a lot of people seem to hmm. like it, so that's because it has dragons in yeah. it. Dragons are cool, yeah. right? So that's. Yeah. A show that didn't have dragons in it uh, is Rings of Power, which once again, has a dubious relationship with its own source material. Now I understand this a little bit better because it's set in the Second Age nobody nobody cares, I know, but I'm going to talk about a little bit. Uh, so it's set in Second Age in the Tolkien Legendarium and so forth and uh, there, isn't a lot of, there, isn't, there isn't a lot written about the Second Age, so it's like I get that they had, they had more of an excuse but then they also deviated about what was written <laughs> and I was like ah, hmm, okay, well Uh, Some of the the, the Peter uh, Jackson movies uh, deviated from what was written. So it doesn't have to be a bad thing as a a counter example to deviation from source material that fucking works in order to streamline it a little bit because Tolkien does drag on and I uh, drag on. Ha, dragon. (laughs) Anyway, so other... (laughs) Christ. So (laughs) other than that, it even deviated quite intensely from what was written about the second age and only to, to engage in this mystery box storytelling, which apparently the showrunners from ratings of power are good friends with JJ Abrams. And I was like, Oh, how, how unsurprising other than that, it is just like, I, I'm never going to be a fan of that kind of storytelling. It works for a side plot. Like, you know, something that happens on the side, something that's not the main, the, uh, the main element of the story going forward. Yes. And, <laughs> It didn't pay off because once again the the, the story box, uh, like the mystery box, story story mystery box, whatever, was quite obvious. Well, never mind. Once again, I don't want to, don't have anything cohesive to say about it, but I just wanted to like complain a little bit about the odd state about both animated and live action fantasy shows. I once again, I don't know how to feel about it. I'm not a fan of anything, but and I'm very, quite worried about all the elements perpetrated in these shows as well. <laughs> So, I don't know. I want to like him. I want to, like, not find them shit, but... oh, Great acting, though, in uh, in House of the Dragon. Like, the, the, these actors really know how to that's act. Good. It's just too bad that sen- the sentence that they're saying make no plot reason whatsoever. Like, the, don't resonate with the plot that's going on in any way, shape, or form. And, <sighs> I don't know. One cohesive thing, like, the rules that are established in the... Once uh, well, again, I'm talking about House of the Dragon, rules that are established within that universe uh, use to matter quite a bit, and it makes it exciting because if certain characters disobey those rules, then they have to do it in a certain way to uh, make yeah. sense, and uh, for it to make sense within the rules that they establish themselves, and that just <laughs> that's just not the case. So yeah, that's just to some sum, summarize my main critique of of that series is that that is what really bothers me. Great acting, though. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, it looks gorgeous. Um, Rings of Power looks gorgeous as well, sort of, kind of. Except for the costumes. It looks great. Mm-hmm. That's that's enough by 22, I think. Is there anything else you no, want to... No, I think I'm good. Oh. We had a meme. <laughs> a meme was released. Memes. People say it's a movie, but it's not. just meme. Morbius came out. <laughs> Um, is, I didn't watch it, and I oh I, yeah, I don't intend it. to. But I, I, I just want to just as honorable mention. I love that people bullied Marvel back into theaters, and then nobody went to watch it again. <laughs> which is well, that's the true victory. Which is, oh, that's that was one of the high points of this year media landscape-wise. I think just bullying a multi-billion-dollar studio into re-releasing a movie based on the memes. And then nobody went. because well, why did they didn't they have it? Why didn't they have anybody in their team saying like, "Hey, this is not how that works. People are just being idiots online. This is this is not something you can necessarily capitalize on. Or not in a way that you perceive the capitalization to uh, continue or uh, take uh, take form." And, uh, and voila, it it's it didn't uh, it didn't pay off. It's just there are so little young people there, or I don't know. Anyway. I don't want to think about it. But that was, that was just an honorable mention. I love that that, we, that the internet collectively bullied a, a a movie to return to theaters and then flopped twice. Oh, yeah. The only movie that ever flopped <laughs> twice tremendously. I, I, history. It made history, but not good history.
1: Bad one. But history, nevertheless. Such so is history. Good yeah. and really bad.
0: <laughs> Quite so. So um, I would like to move on to 23. Yes.
1: Um, and briefly. Just <laughs> For your own sake as well. It's fine. We can take our time. No, no. Uh, I I mean generally because uh, we've been here a while. <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah. Twenty three. Anything? You I want...
1: mean, I think you phrased it best. It's the year of twos. That there's a lot of sequels <laughs> yes. coming out, and uh, I'm excited for most of them. Frankly, like I, not ashamed to say it. Uh, I I am looking forward to them. Um. Hollow Knight Silk Song, uh, first one's great. Looking forward to the second one. Hollow Knight Two. Sorry.
0: Hollow uh, Knight Two. Uh, single. Song. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, Spider Man Two. Uh, Spider Man Two. Yeah. Because Miles <laughs> Morales was uh, only one point five. Hades Two. <laughs> two. Uh, Dune. Two. Two. And. Uh, you mentioned others, but I think you, you feel free to mention them. These, these are the ones I'm looking most forward to. Um, uh, really excited for Silk Song and uh, uh, Hades 2. Dune is going to be interesting, uh, and uh, Spider-Man I
0: hope is going to be co- good, but we'll see. Uh, there's going to be a remake of Stalker 2, and there's finally The Wolf Among Us 2. That's gonna who, who would have known? So those are the two. Apparently, i have to see it to believe it. <laughs> um, I feel so so about the Wolverine yeah. ones, but I thought it was a cute game. It, and... it's, it's, I don't know. It's an alright. I like the oh, setting yeah. a lot. It's an
1: alright uh, Telltale game, but you know, Telltale games they're starting to get a bit stale, um, mechanically at least. But story wise, it's good. I, I I watched a play a whole playthrough of it. It was interesting. Inter- it was interesting and entertaining.
0: Yeah, Spider Man Two. Once again, uh, the PlayStation doesn't have a lot of games, so. Even though I think Spider-Man, uh, especially the first one, mechanically wasn't very interesting, it was an okay game. Like once again, they so they got really lucky in nailing the 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 webbing yeah. mechanic. Like the traversal mechanic in the game was just, mwah, just kiss. Other than that, yeah, I will, I will I will see where it goes. I like Spider-Man as a character. I'm I'm thanks to the MCU, I'm quite burned out on any Marvel character, yeah. but Spider-Man, I, I'll, I'll I'll like him. <laughs> We're working class hero. Yes. Uh, sometimes. sometimes, sometimes class trader. I don't know. Ugh. We'll see. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's, hmm. So yeah, Spider-Man Two. We'll see about that. Yeah. I once again, based on the games that I have to that I can play on the PlayStation, I I, I do welcome a new addition to it because I'm I'm steadily running out of games <laughs> on that platform. And yeah, so H- Hades Two. Um, fuck, of course, of course, Hades, Hades Two. Where, where where to begin with Hades 2? brag my friend, brag. It's <laughs> I don't know about that, but I was interesting in the choice. Uh, they they continue with the same structural setting, I guess you want to call it, with a taking a very vague character, which is the same thing you can say for God of War, um because Kratos uh is a very is a character I believe in um Greek mythology, but a very yeah. minor one. That isn't that doesn't do a lot, and uh, Hades once again uh, Zacharias is a very obscure character, and but they've done it. They found an even yeah. more <laughs> obscure character than Zacharias. Uh, but, applaud! Uh, applaud! Applaud! Um, and but 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 despite having a very obscure character, it, the character which is Melanoe, I believe, mm-hmm. might be wrong about that, but I believe Melanoe, um. Uh, who is a daughter of Persephone and uh, Zeus Zeus uh, dresses up as Hades and uh, <laughs> and uh, and gets Persephone with Charles I'm sorry once again a content warning Greek myth yeah it's, yeah I'm sorry I should it's fine earlier. um but um, okay <laughs> and uh <laughs> They... It is, it's such an obscure character, Melanoe. And I believe it's Melanoe. I don't know how to pronounce it in English. But there's only one 12 stanza dedicated <laughs> to her. And there's one tablet found with her name on it. So it's really obscure. From one uh, of uh, Orphic myth. Um Orphic. Orphic. How do you say that? Or, Orphic? Okay. Orphic, Orphic hymn. Uh, not myth. Orphic hymn. That she's mentioned in as well. I believe the... Uh, if you had seen the trailer for Hades 2, that is, I believe Milanoe is training with uh, Hakate, mm-hmm. which is Hakate, Hecate, Hakate,
1: however you <laughs> want to pronounce <laughs> it, doesn't
0: matter, which is an interesting teacher choice as well. Once again, we're probably going to do an episode on it oh, when it comes we, out, and I'll a talk about it. A thousand percent, more than... well. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we have to. No, but it's, um, she's interesting. She's also an underworld deity at time, uh, is associated with the moon, I believe. Once again, I'm doing this. Just trying to remember the stuff that I looked up at the time. And it's daily deity also associated with mm-hmm. magic. Uh, so yeah, for anyone who's interested in learning a little bit more about Hades 2, there you go. Um I Don't know if they're going to pick up on any of this, but uh, who knows? I just I just thought it was relevant <laughs> because I'm very looking forward to more of Hades. I You can just give me Hades with a coat of paint oh, and yeah. I'll play it. So yeah, that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to, Same. Hades 2, I think. Which says a lot about the state of gaming, and like that's a quote unquote. I say this a lot, but we might want to do an episode on uh, on the conceptualization of triple A and indie, and how those lines are rapidly yes. fading or like being recontextualized. Yeah. Because once again, there there's there's no longer indie and triple There's this there always been a wide range of studios, and that haven't fit in either triple A or mm-hmm. indie. But I feel this this uh, difference and this skill or spectrum that is in place is even, is becoming more and more broad. Yeah. As time goes on. So I'm really interested in like, you know, how we talk about and how we conceptualize certain games and how AAA has this quality mark uh, associated to it, which is no longer the case. Or I a think, lie or lie never it. it. hasn't been. Been the case? Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't know. I can make something anti-capitalist out of that. Oh, always. Uh, Don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, long story short looking forward to that uh, looking forward to Hades 2 um, cautiously optimistic about June 2 yeah thought the movie was all right mm-hmm. um, I like my weird big budget space sci-fi stuff There is a bunch of movies that I that I, <laughs> that I didn't get to watch uh, this year but it did came out this mm-hmm. year I wrote them all down but I don't know necessarily <laughs> want to talk about them uh, maybe one of them I really want to watch The Benches in mm-hmm. Insurance they seem like an interesting uh, Irish uh, folklore oh. story. Interesting. Yeah. I might want to do an episode on Tar and associate it with another, another uh, movie that came out a while ago and talk a little bit about what those movies are about. That might be interesting. Um, it was a interesting movie for a meta-contextual commentary on Hollywood. Both in the movie came Nope and ba- uh, in Babylon. Mm. Babylon was like, oh, well, we love making movies, but we hate Hollywood. I think that's the consensus okay, on it. And I, I want to watch it, but I, I haven't been able to. Uh, okay. I, I haven't managed to. And uh, Nope is like, once again, just like very uh, critical of Hollywood. I think that's what that's, what that's mm-hmm. about. Decision to leave a Korean movie is on my list. Um, <laughs> might watch Triple R, which, which uh, I kind of want to applaud the, the emergence of international big budget international yeah. movies because it has been in the chokehold of the United States for so long. And every so often there's a European movie that pops up as well, but it's just, you know, a few of them. And I do, I do wish non-Western, uh, I, I wish the non-Western movie industry is a very heavy development. That's all. <laughs> Let's just say that. That's, um, I hope that's going to develop in a significant way or a meaningful <laughs> way. Uh, Pinocchio came out, the Guillermo del Toro movie. I have, uh, I've mixed feelings about Game of the Toro, but we'll get into mm-hmm. it another time. It's um, it, it's 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 a scene positive. I've seen positive reviews. Oh, that's on good. It. So I'll, I'll watch it. Uh, it's an interesting story. You can go a lot of places with that. But uh, uh, the Batman came out this yeah, last year. Sorry, true. to go back to 2092. But um, I don't really have a lot to say about that. I I think um, Robert Pattinson's acting is so weird but fascinating. <laughs> um, that man is. He has done some really interesting indie movies as well. I don't know how to feel about the guy, but you, no matter what role he plays, you really feel like all the other actors are in, in a movie with him. And the other, the other movie, uh, the Netflix movie, The King, I believe it's called, is about the Battle of Anjoukour. And um, Anjoucourt, Angic, I don't know. Well, this war with France. And he just plays the French king. And he only shows up for a little bit. But he's so dominating in that one scene. That it's, it's so captivating. It's such a... He doesn't even bother doing good accent, and that's just so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he he knows he sounds bad, but it it is just he 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 goes for it so vividly that it makes it such an interesting, captivating thing to watch. But it's neither here or there. See, I don't have I don't think the Batman was that interesting. A lot of people were crazy about it, and I thought it was okay. I is any other movie that oh, Hmm. well, there are a couple other movies that came out this year, but I don't have anything positive to say about them. I consider. talking about them negatively, but I kind of don't want to. I'm into too, too good of a movie. Oh, that's at a good. Too, to, to, to uh, You know, well, might mention them another time. Who knows? Um, but yeah, the, so sorry for not watching a lot of movies this year because this was going to be about the movies a lot as well. But I'm not surprised that we found uh, enough to talk oh, about. Oh yeah, definitely. However, I'm looking forward to the Oppenheimer movie. Kind of, mm-hmm. sorta. Not in a not in a fan kind of way, but. I'm curious how that movie is going to handle, and like I'm going to be interested in the social impact or like the debate discourse around the, <laughs> that movie. So I can look forward to a movie or anything that's going to have like a social reja- uh, reaction to it, and I can look forward to that part. So that's not necessarily an endorsement of that movie, but I'm interested in how they're going to do that. I who mm, I dread it a little bit. I'm I'm also interested in Silk Song that's going to come out. Of course, Love Hollow Knight. Um, love that little boy. It's um, I've got a lot of things written down, but I, I don't. I, looking at them now, I'm like, I don't know if I want to. them. But But we um, we have
1: been we have talked a lot.
0: Yeah, uh, Atomic Heart is a game that's going to come out soon.
1: Yeah. In February. Yeah.
0: It looks interesting. Uh, once again, My we'll see how that goes. Impressions on that um, on the
1: screenshots are a mixture of Far Cry and Bioshock,
0: which might work. Yeah, mites Yeah, it's, um, we
1: remain hopeful.
0: Yeah, I once again I haven't uh, looked a lot at that game, so, but it's one of the bigger uh, games that's going to come out mm-hmm. soon. Um, what's going to also kind come out mm. soon is the uh, the Last of Us TV show on HBO. I like Pedro Pascal. I do too. Um, I think he's I think he's very one of the most charismatic actors we mm-hmm. have right now. Yeah. Don't really have anything else to say about it, uh, people. Oh, okay, well, we will once. Sometime we will talk about Last of Us, I think, or maybe we'll combine it with another game and like talk about yeah. both. But um a lot of people talk about it's 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 God's gift to men or something, and I'm like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, l- then just, let's just not talk about it. But that's the thing that's coming out, and once again, that ties into the multimedia uh, landscape, the um, multi-pronged approach to. A franchise yeah. that I find interesting, and that's going to be like the first video game series live action. I oh think. wow! I think sure. I maybe think. I'm, I, not I, sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first big budget one, at least sure. that's like has, has so much momentum going for it. And yeah, I'll, I'll once again, I'm curious for that series just because the social impact mm-hmm. and like how will this, how will this affect, what kind of effect will this have on the media Fair. landscape? because once again I think that it might because if it does well it might boost the development of God of War series mm-hmm. as well I believe Gears of War is also going to get a live action something Oof. I, I haven't played Gears of War and I don't want to uh, it's, um, it seems fun with the co-op experience but I'm, yeah. eh, I'm good yeah. It's, yeah, I kind of missed that train I think but other than that yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be an interesting year from for that from mm-hmm. that perspective, I think. Yeah, I was gonna talk a little bit about Kaleidoscope as well and like this idea of uh for those It's a Netflix series. And it has gives you a randomized order of watching apparently. And I, I don't know how to feel about that. I haven't watched it. And but Frank has. It's a gimmick. Sometimes it works
1: better, sometimes it doesn't. Overall it's an average <laughs> heist
0: show. So that's like, that's the thing that I, uh, we talked a little bit about this already, but it's the, um, it's this interesting emergence of streaming as a mode of consuming content. And um, it just feels that it has just made, uh, except for making making things more readily available, sort of, kind of, but also not with some heavy asterisks. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Yes. because it's not true availability now, is it? But other than that, it's, it could have been more interesting. Oh, yeah. In the sense that it could have used this online platform and it's in its space in which it presents this content um, in a more way more interesting way, I think. And sadly, uh, God, this has been a terrible year for Netflix, I think. They are doing better now, but they lost a lot of subscribers, yeah. I believe. And on top of that... I, hmm, they made a lot of interesting choices recently they, they now have a mobile game store as well on their site on their platform is <laughs> like I hate that actually thank you i I oh well we might mm, never mind I another time another time sorry but yeah but it it had the chance to do some something interesting a couple of years ago it had like Snatch. yeah this a uh, black mirror type. Uh, interactive live action story thing, which <clears it> sounds <throat> Telltale game. But, uh, but <laughs> yeah, well, mm, sort of. But also, it's like, it could have been interesting. Let me just say that. For sure. But it was like the most generic, boring <laughs> thing. And then everything else, have, uh, once again, this kaleidoscope thing, it feels gimmicky, like you said. It's and just a gimmick. Instead of... An, yeah, well, instead of recontextualizing certain things or, like, trying to innovate or reinvent the wheel or, like, at least, you know, doing something new with it. So and that's that's a really broad way of saying it, and that's purposeful. And Because, once again, you can explore the same thing in a different way in so many yeah. w- ways. And it, uh, I just feel like this is not it. But, yeah, anyway, so I'm kind of disappointed in, like, uh, how little online streaming platforms have going for them. <laughs> I guess that's the closing thought yeah. on that. And when they when they did have potential, I was skeptical of them as always, because once again, uh, kept helpful, and so forth and so on. But it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There was an opportunity for a certain amount of creativity. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was utilized in any interesting way beyond the gimmicky aspect of it that you pointed out. So... Yep. I'm gonna I think that is most of it. Um I don't know if you have any questions. No, I, I think I've
1: said mostly of what I wanted. Uh, it's uh yeah, looking back, looking forward. There's there's a lot coming. Um both for our shows and in terms of media that's upcoming. And even, you know, cause uh, at the very least I am and Leon is mostly. I, I think so. I just don't wanna make assumptions. Uh Restless <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's you know Older games, new games uh, Upcoming stuff um, There's going to be a lot of that and more than just games um, But yeah There's there's a lot of plans in the works and lots of good Stuff so yes. hopefully we'll make an Interesting show for everyone or interesting shows For everyone
0: Yes um, I do want to say a couple of interesting games That came out this year that I didn't manage to play I'm definitely going to going to or attempt to this Mm. year is um uh Norco and Citizen Sleep, right, right. and of course Pentiment, yes, please, please. of course. Probably also going to try and finish Spirit this week. uh, This this year. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to those games because they Mm seem very interesting and they have had staggering, uh, none of them to play, (laughs) but they had staggeringly good reviews. Signalis is another really interesting video game We're using PS1-esque ah, true, graphics, true. which more about that maybe. Mm-hmm. I might write about that. The use of this purposeful, uh, outdated, reinvented, outdated graphic yeah. set, so to speak. That's fascinating to me. And uh, I don't know. Once again, might write a little bit about that. No promises, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's on a very long list of things that I want to get to eventually. So, uh, yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to those games because they sound, they seem and sound really cool. Uh, let's have a quick. Uh, oh, Christ. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's end the episode. It's <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> sorry. I just looked at the time. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. And Take, take care, care. See you soon.